0: Welcome to a bonus emergency broadcast episode of Pod Like a Hole. This season we haven't been talking about uh, Trent Reznor and Inch Nails very often um, because we've been there, we've done that. We have climbed that hill and we've uh, done all that we can. But, you know, the man is prolific and he continues to put out new things um aside from winning rewards rewards <laughs> like he's a bounty hunter um <laughs> re- winning awards <laughs> uh he is actually putting out new music and that man is Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails um, but he didn't do it alone he did it with um an LA rock noise group I don't know what you'd call them but I think they're good Is what you can certainly call them it's the band Health uh so last week late last week Um, They dropped one song called, Isn't Everyone? And your boys uh, from Pod Like a Hole, well, it's our due diligence to talk about it. And we're doing it in a way that uh, we all had to scramble to the the mics. And, uh, you know, but as always, this is Mark, Eric, and Steve. Mark is talking and Eric is gonna talk now.
1: Thanks. Uh, yeah, Health is a band I kind of got into uh, the last few years. Their names is, had popped up as kind of like, um, you know, they've been around since the mid-aughts. Uh, but more recently, just uh, they've been known, you know, in the electronic, eh, kind of industrial, like, dark wave world as, as having, you know, something to say, being being quality. And they've toured with everybody. They, they opened with Nine Inch Nails back on the the Light in the Sky tour. Um And uh, so if you go back and listen through their discography, they start out absolutely as a noise rock band. Um, Chunky uh, loud instruments, a lot of feedback doing the work of synthesizers, although there were some synths in there, big drums. um, And the members being, uh, you have B.J. Miller, Benjamin Miller. You have Jake uh, Dusik and John uh, Famligeti. um saying all them, butchering all their names. Um, but uh, <clears throat> Jake is the uh, uh, is our is our singer. And he's got like a very kind of soft, delicate voice, which is kind of uh, juxtaposed against pretty loud music. The early stuff is 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 more of like a noise rock band. I would, Steve, I don't know if you remember this CD we both were into at the time, The ladies. It was like a Zach Hill. And I want to say like maybe pinback crossover band. Um, but just kind of like that math rock, but with an attention span, if that makes sense, of the of the early odds.
2: I, I think you did suggest them to me back in the day, but I um, anything you suggest to me since the the basically since the the second Obama administration, without listening to it, I assume it's industrial music, and it depends on what kind of mood I'm, I'm in, and uh, you know I always assumed without listening to them much, for some reason I always put them in the same. Bucket is uh, the band Three Teeth, who I like. I like Three Teeth a lot. They don't sound anything alike, but for some reason I always put them in the
1: same bucket. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean they're both from the same kind of LA scene, and I would say Health eh, tiptoes in industrial be, with their loud kind of abrasive stuff. But the guy, the, the the melodic singing of the singer, I think would put them more in like this kind of um, I don't know what I would call like you know dark wave, but a slightly noisier. Um, and it, when you get into their albums like Slaves of Fear, then you're getting some um, definitely more aligned with what this song brings as far as their sound goes. They've, they've definitely uh, transformed over the years to incorporate more, more electronics, um, but also more melody. Um, and then they've, they've done a few video game soundtracks. They got them some notoriety in the meantime, like Max Payne and, and Grand Theft Auto. Um, but one thing that they do um, in between, uh, and by the way, Slaves of Fear, I think, you know, is a go-to album if you want to check out something great by them. They were
2: more of a L.A. Uh, what kind of scene were they in more specifically?
1: Well, I don't know about a scene, but they were doing just like noise rock, like, like, like I was saying, math rock with, a, with a, um, you know, an attention span. Um, but they were having a lot of fun with their feedback and, you know, sampling, looping their feedback. And then that kind of transformed into adding more synthesizers. and. And eventually they, they, they would add melody and, um, you know, kind of thick electronic beats over their live drums, which would definitely put them in the industrial, you know, wheelhouse. Although, you know, looking at them, they don't, they don't fit the, the, <laughs> the dusters, chains, and, and leather pants of, of, say, their three-teeth cohorts, as you mentioned, Steve. But um, they're definitely part of that scene. And I think one reason they got there is in between every proper album they would put out what they call disco a disco volume disco one disco two would come out after each album and each one was uh, a remix album of that album but they would bring on electronic artists to remix what they were doing they would bring on um like crystal castles uh and (laughs) the band that we talked about or i guess this is getting into some pre-taped radio call-in show but the band we will talk about when we talk about clipping, uh, Captain Ahab even remixed one of their songs from back in the day. Um, and eventually they would they would start collaborating more and the later disco albums, Disco Four, isn't even a remix album, it's all new songs, but completely a collab between health and electronic artists, such as Youth Code um, with the song Innocence, which is really good. Um, you know, even your uh, perturbator which is one of my favorite kind of uh, industrial dance groups. And, um, uh, 100 gecks if you're into them. Um, anyway, so Disco 4 is a pretty fun collab album, and then this particular track is going to be the first single off of uh, the uh, Disco 4.2, which is the, I guess, they're going to make a second volume of this uh, collab album. Um, and in an interview, Health said, yeah, I mean, you know, and because of the pandemic, um, these collabs just ended up being the most convenient way to make music. And, um, and you know, when... Trent Reznor reached out and wanted us to do something, come to their house and start recording, you know, you know, how do you say no to a a Trent Reznor and Atticus collab? So that kind of brought us where we are today. Collab, not a collaboration, but a collab. That's right. I highly recommend you check out uh, uh, Disco 4 and the uh, Slaves to Fear album. So I think it's worth anybody's time.
2: Hey, Mark, have you ever listened to a Health at All besides this song?
0: Sure have. Um, Yeah, I was a big fan of... uh the record get color um and their self-titled one um when they went on tour with them years ago uh, i made sure to check them out and trent reznor certainly was talking about them in the press um another band that kind of goes along these circles is uh another kind of art rock punk band that really defies genres as liars uh trent reznor was really about this album called drums not dead and um When I first heard health, uh, they certainly sounded like uh, they were recorded in their bedrooms, um, very drum oriented. uh, And uh, to that effect, yes, it was noise, but it wasn't like locust style noise uh, where it was just raining misery on you. It was uh, more, uh, I would say more synth-based, more beat-based rather than just dissonance. But yeah, health. Good good band.
2: Ah, uh, yes, The Locust. That's season five. It's going to take us 20 minutes to do their whole discography. <laughs>
0: uh, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't follow everything that they do. Um, and uh, I was always very familiar with, you know, their later work, but didn't really follow it. It was, oh, they put it onto the record? I got to get around to that. But, uh, yeah, it's not surprising that these guys – um mashed up cuz it seems that Trent is a huge fan um he certainly is in that phase where he's working with bands like health tobacco um you know this is what he's up to
1: one thing that's kind of cool about the history of health and 9 inch nails um was there's a it was the news about this originally bro- broke on this little blog by David Ferrier called um webworm and he's just a guy in L.A. I mean, maybe there's more to him than that, but he's friends. He, he lives down the street from uh, a couple of the guys from Health. And so he went over and interviewed them as they talked about this song. And one thing that they remember fondly is when they were touring with Nine Inch Nails uh, for the Lights in the Sky tour, they were just coming out of doing these little like 15 minute sets from small clubs. And Trent, like, said, hey, I give you full access to my lighting gear you know um let me help you like set up a light show for your for your band and they were just like the 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 openers like the first first round openers which they they thought that kind of expanded the whole experience and really helped them come to as a band which I think is kind of rad
2: well that's the kind of guy he's always been i think mr resner wants to bring others along with him uh, especially kind of like after he got through the uh, the moody period if you will uh in his personal life and uh yeah, you know, I was listening to the uh, podcast. Yeah, the What Happened Was podcast. LP is talking about doing flyantology, and he said that basically Trent Reznor did the same thing. He he already knew Trent Reznor. I think he. I, I think LP remixed a song, or Trent Reznor remixed an LP song. Um, do you guys remember which way it went? I think uh, LP remixed only, and I think that's Correct. how they started uh, Correct. talking. Correct. And he said that yeah, he sent you know, Trent Reznor sent him. He didn't just send him uh, some vocals and a beat. He sent him like, you know, a lack of you know any real terms here, like uh, two gigabytes of uh, just sounds, complete guitar tracks, complete piano melodies, like 14 different vocal tracks. When he collaborates with you, he gives you the whole enchilada. And I think that's pretty cool. Why don't we uh, take a listen to the song everyone's already listened to and come back and talk about it? Everybody
1: gets your tickets today. Ooh.
0: Ooh. 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 Welcome aboard, sir, right this way. Scientology, diet- client My I'm marvelous in your seat back pocket. That was isn't everyone. Um, a song that, uh, looking at the album artwork, certainly looks to be an extension of Bad Witch, uh, but this time it has a musical guest on there. Um, Eric, uh, tell me what what are your what's your first impressions. You're the one that probably heard it first between all three of us, so you could tell us first what you think about it.
1: Cool. Yeah, I was I was you know I heard it was dropping on Thursday. I remember like I had stayed up a little late on Wednesday as it's Zoom Game Night with me and and my brother and a couple friends. And uh, it would have been midnight on the East Coast, so I was wondering if it dropped then. It hadn't but then as I was doing my morning exercises the next morning, I, I saw an alert that they were premiering it on YouTube. What did you, you know, fall? Right? Did
2: you fall off your, uh, your Nordic track? What's your, what's your morning <laughs> exercise? That's right.
1: That's right. The, the belt just burned right off. And, and, uh, I just went flying into my garage door. It was, it was absolutely comical. Wish somebody took a TikTok of it, but it's fine. Um, yeah, it, no, it did blow. It, it blew my socks off, you know, it, uh, it Comes in, you, you definitely hear Trent singing. Um, definitely sounds like a vocal delivery, uh, that you know he's done recently as uh, say, like in your less than era, but um, you know, definitely a young Trent style. Um, heard some kind of like maybe even like deep style deliveries on that. Um, a, a kind of thumping beat, but then some you know, guitars come in, and, and you have uh, you have. Trent playing guitar and you hear this kind of ghostly riff. You also hear some really chunky guitars by Jacob from from Health um, and kind of setting the rhythm there. Um, And they're big, they're big, like uh, actually, and I could have it backwards. Jacob could be doing the ghostly riffs and Trent could be doing the chunky rhythm. Uh, It does kind of sound like like almost Quake style guitar uh, at that part. Um, You know, it's got a driving beat to it. And uh, uh, it's got a big, loud, catchy hook, and I, you know, I was impressed. And then it ends on this kind of sweet, uh, haunting, uh, little trickling piano and soft, uh, soft uh, health lyrics, uh, vocalizations. Um, and so I, you know, I was excited. I think I probably texted you guys five times that day. Well, well, well. <laughs> what do you think?
2: <laughs> yes, I was very, I was very busy that day uh with life things at work and i also didn't want to i wanted to be in the right mood you know you, you you're one of your favorite bands i mean one you spent uh fucking endless hours talking about every song on the internet about but when they when they release something new you don't want to just uh half-ass it and listen to it uh out of a shitty pc speaker or uh half a nearbud while someone's talking to you on some zoom call and uh I did make an an attempt the day it came out, the night it came out, my family and I did a trip to Hollister, California. And I was like, you know what? Maybe now kids were asleep. Wife said, yeah, sure. Listen to your nine inch nails. And I turned it on and God damn it. This has happened to you guys. This is the worst thing in the world trying to drive somewhere and the directions are going. And every time like the songs, like getting somewhere, the directions say turn, you know, merge onto I-80. Okay. I've merged into I-80 continue in I-80. All right. Yes. I know where I'm supposed to go. Then you start listening to the song again. I hope you're still on I-80. Oh, yeah, I get it. I'm supposed to be on I-80. Anyways, the, uh, the robot voice really ruined my first listening experience. The next morning, I woke up and I got coffee by myself and turned it up about as loud as you can in uh, our Honda. And it sounded wonderful to me. And I listened to it about three times. It's a great song. That was my first listening experience. Mark, what, what was your first listening experience to this song?
0: um it was probably coming home commuting from work uh didn't have uh siri interrupting me or anything like that um but uh yeah at first it was like this is good um it wasn't a uh uh, a huge grabber at first in terms of like oh man this isn't going in the pantheon um it was it's a good entry i like the, the sound that uh, is being captured here, I like the collaboration, um, and it, it works very well. I mean, Trent certainly is recording his vocals from uh, the ham radio that's in uh, Twin Peaks Return, or the, uh, the guy, the old uh, woodsman, is transmitting. Well, that's fine. I mean, I like,
2: I like that effect. You're very, you're very on point there. It's uh it sounds like it's coming through a transistor.
0: Yeah. Um, I, it, it paints, you know, lyrically, uh, what's going on there. Uh, just kind of that terms of isolation, uh, terms of what we're all been going through the last year. Um, looking at some of the reviews or interviews, uh, the guy from health is really doing most of the talking on this one. Um, how it was written during the height of the pandemic, height of Trump world. Um, You also had the George Floyd situation happening, uh, just shit upon shit upon shit. And so looking at this lyrically kind of is reminiscent of uh, the interrogation scene of uh, Joker talking to Batman from Dark Knight, saying when the chips are down, these civilized people are going to, turn on themselves and eat themselves like rats in cages mm-hmm. and kind of saw a little bit of that. And I feel this does a really good job of giving the thematic uh, feelings that you get from a traditional Nine Inch Nails song, uh, but a little spin on it by having someone else also uh, interplay. I wouldn't say it's a duet, but I would say that it complements each other very well. And despite Trent almost probably pushing 60 in a couple years, um you, you still got it friends still got it
2: yeah they, they definitely get
0: the um the lyrically the
2: you know themes that we've all heard before there's his the, re- references to pigs um there's kind of like yeah yeah uh, get you get what you deserve vibe going on here but at the same time it also i i don't know if it's exactly we are the world but it, it kind of There's some kind of, maybe it's just the the sound of the song, Um, like the icy 80s-ness to it,
1: but there is a little bit of uh, compassion in there somewhere in this track. Do you guys think so? Yeah, actually, I made a note of that on my last listen, um, because I hadn't actually listened to it while reading the lyrics until just before we recorded. And for the most part, there's no perspective change between um, Jacob and Trent as they sing. They're both coming from a nihilistic place, you know, basically like almost like a plague of of negativity, like, you know, expecting uh, the world to be as miserable as you are. And... Um, and how you either just uh, uh, a lack of empathy causing you know this this uh, oh this detachment from you know our our brothers and sisters of the human race. Um, but in that last bit at the end with the tinkling piano and Jacob singing, you know, are you alone? You know, isn't everyone? It is. It's also nihilistic, but it's almost more like boiling the whole sentiment down to maybe that feeling. That human feeling that maybe starts it all, um, you know, and, 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 and we can all relate to that feeling of, of you know, of feeling alone. Um, even, at, even, you know, even when we, you know, we have families and friends, but there's we we may have those moments of loneliness. And 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 you know, the the rest, of the nihilism, the song maybe comes from there. But that's the real human place where it all starts. That's at least how I I connected it. And maybe it's just Jacob's voice is very fragile and delicate. And that part of the song is is a motive. And maybe that's kind of where I I feel like it, it peels back all of the nihilism and anger to a a real
0: human moment. I honestly thought that, uh, you know, I had to actually double check Um, because of how he uh, sings. I actually did think that there was a woman singing. And that's fine. I mean, uh, for a while there, uh, that song that really was in every commercial that Portugal the man, Rebel just for kicks. I actually thought that was a woman too, so. Uh, oh yeah, he, he has an androgynous voice. Um, sure. First couple times
1: I heard some of their songs, I, I had to I just, you know, just double check.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I watched the video and I was like, okay, looks like a hipster bartender, which I'm sure that he used to be. Um, but yeah, uh, doesn't matter. It's it's cool effects. I, I like the singing style. There wasn't a lot of singing on the early records that i can recall there's a lot more more instrumentation based sure yeah it was, it was a little more sparse yeah.
2: i really like that robot bo- box on the chorus there's a little bit of a, a robot voice added to it I, I like that it's an interesting song it sounds new and old at the same time it's quite a trick like it sounds older than any there's aspects of it to me that sound like an older genre of electronic-based rock that predate Nine Inch Nails entirely. Like there's a lot there's. It doesn't sound like a like an '80s song per se, but there's a vibe it gives me. Like Cronenberg's *The Fly*. There we go. This song to me somehow makes me feel like I do when I watch *The Fly*.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not gonna
2: show my map. That's, that's that's how I feel.
0: I mean, it it does sound like it was done in a lab with old equipment. Um, So, yeah, I I can see that. Cronenberg, also on Star Trek Discovery. Check it out. Um, So, Him himself? He's actually in it? Yeah, he plays a a, a Federation doctor. It's quite something. In Season 3 of Discovery. I'll get around to it one of these days i mean
2: uh i can always go revisit nightbreed if i want to see it <laughs> <laughs> also plays a doctor in that i won't yes. i won't hear any uh, bad mouthing of nightbreed i love that movie oh nightbreed's great all right so this song we give it we give it a we give it let's 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 rate it let's rate it this one song 3.5
0: mm.
2: 3.5 eric out of out of out of Nine nine inches. No, oh, yeah, Mark.
0: Are we going back to the all right? Adjust for inflation. All right. Um, I will give it a uh, I'll give it a six out of nine. Nice.
1: That's yeah, very nice. <laughs> six now. Yeah, beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, you know what? Here I make sure you get it. I did you say nice when you say 69 I mean the people have been doing that on, on those memes on those memes online for for how long <laughs> um uh I'll probably I a little too close to it because I was just so excited and still am but I'm going seven seven out of nine inches on this particular track
2: this gets a 6.9 inches splitting the diff perfect yeah, it's, uh, it, Yeah, it's not you know,
0: and again, it's nice. Not, it's not
2: the best song I've ever heard, <laughs> but it's definitely one that'll go on uh, repeated listens. And the louder, this is one that the loud, most music's like this with me. That's why
1: I'm deaf. But the louder you can turn this one up, the better it sounds. I know that much. It does. It does. It does help. And I don't know, I don't know if that's a tr- you know a trick or a faux pas in Atticus's mixing on this on this particular track. But I did notice that it, it mattered like if I was. You know I know computer speakers aren't necessarily great but uh um it uh you know made a lot of big difference on my headphones but we are running out of time the last on this free the last
0: little bit there's one more thing Nine Inch Nails are going to be playing live this year two shows in Cleveland Ohio on the September twenty first, September twenty third, September twenty first. If uh, you get your nine inch nails history um, in order, that is actually the anniversary release date of the Fragile. So who knows what they'll up, they're up to in their hometown? So maybe it's going to be special. Ooh! Mm. Hopefully, the-
1: if you're in that rest belt, get a, get it, get over yeah. there.
2: Um, good, good luck, good luck, everyone that wants to, to to travel to Cleveland and pack themselves in with people for that. Of course, I'm sure that they will be making you show proof of vaccination at the door and all the stuff they do now to go do anything
0: yep hopefully everyone out there is doing their fair share to get vaccinated so maybe we can all see Ninja next year but that's the one last thing eric yeah uh play us out that's right all right
1: uh we hope we uh brought you closer to pod